0: Why don't we begin? Report to Sam. May everyone please this. We hope you enjoy a little bit of And bring it. This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is Fresh Hop Cinema. My name is Max Minardi. My name is Johnny Summers it's Christmas. I gave you the weight. Is it okay in your ears now? Yeah, yeah my, my ears are fine. Loud. Okay, great. My name did that. Yep. This is a podcast about film and craft beer. And it starts... Oh, that was more, uh, more persistent than you thought it was going to be. Uh, take it off the table while you do that. Johnny's opening our first beer. But if you've never heard the show before, we cover two craft beers and one movie every single week. And Johnny has picked out both of our beers. That's going to be aggressive uh and that is the sound of our first beer being corked uh, just one little bit of housekeeping if you've never heard the show before um we don't spoil the movie this week it's the newest spider-man film it's called spider-man into the spider-verse we will not spoil anything though i do think there are spoilers that we will get into in the danger zone after giving you a heads up so no spoilers yet don't worry about that but more importantly we don't even talk about the movie until the second segment in the first segment of our show we talk about our first beer and about our week because we like to talk about ourselves yeah. to each other.
1: If you're listening to this the day it comes out, Merry Christmas.
0: Christmas is tomorrow, everybody. Okay, so, so if you're hearing
1: this today, Merry Christmas tomorrow, not so today. Yeah,
0: let's pretend that's what we said the I'm going to
1: play some Christmas music for you here in a minute.
0: Oh, yeah, we can definitely make that happen. Um we were so gonna, I any, told
1: you last week we'd talk about our favorite Christmas songs. Yes. Max is the Grinch.
0: Well, I don't think that's fair.
1: Because he doesn't have a favorite Christmas song.
0: Is that weird? Like, I feel like everybody's
1: got a favorite Christmas song.
0: Well, all right. So I should just say up front, then, I don't have one. Um, I I don't, like, love, like, Christmas music, I suppose. Um, Maybe it's a combination of playing music for a living. There were years where around this time of year I would dread having to um, learn extra Christmas songs, so I just stopped doing that. Ah, that's fair. That said,
1: you do have a favorite Christmas song? I do. Do you know what that song is? It doesn't sound familiar at all. It's a song called I Want a Hippopotamus for Christmas. And it's... Amazing, so people enjoy it for a moment do. Don't want a doll♫♫ No dinky tinker toy I want a hip for bottom must to play with and enjoy I want a hip for bottommus for Christmas.
0: So that's a song. I, I've heard that. You've heard that? Uh, for one. Yeah. I don't, like, I, is it from a thing or just like a Christmas song? It's
1: just, it's always been around as long as I can remember. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Like every year I play it at the house so much. That it's seems
0: like maybe the, the, the iconic version too. Like the yeah. kids voice is like, so yeah. it's like so fun. It's from like the
1: fifties. That video is all black and white.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah. Okay. That was a video. Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's called, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. You guessed it, man. Okay. Is there like an artist listed uh, on the video you're watching in case people want to look up that exact version and annoy or please their relatives? Gala pv P-E-A-V-E-Y? G-A-Y-L-A. Okay. P V P E E P-E-E-V-E-Y. All right. I, just, I don't. I'm not going to assume anything ever again. No. All right. Well, that's, yeah, man. Fun song. Yeah. That's, it really just brings
1: it out of me. That and like the original, the Grinch with the dude with the old deep voice.
0: Sure. You remember that one? Uh, I think so. I mean, I think there's been lots of versions of of those tunes.
1: Oh, you've got to hear the original.
0: Pull it up, man. I will. Um,
1: Tell me why you've de- – so, right. like, if you had to choose, like, one Christmas song that, like, puts you in the mood.
0: Can I – okay. I, I choose Trans-Siberian Orchestra, um, uh, Carol of the Bells. Okay. Um, maybe we'll pull that up, too. It's – if you're an Office fan, it's the scene where it's it was one of their Christmas episodes and Dwight is rocking out to a jukebox and he pulls in dun 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 dun, 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 dun oh yes yeah. that's a I mean it's like a, such a i've seen Siberian orchestra live in concert once and it's a crazy show okay um but needless to say i'm gonna fade in some mr grinch here do it um yeah i'd like to hear that
1: you're a mean one mr grinch you remember the old voice
0: you sure really i mean that's
1: that's yeah this is the voice yeah. it's the voice yeah. yes. this is the
0: version we had this on uh like a cd i think as a kid okay would be playing
1: yeah everyone has yeah. loved this song forever it's great so i think this one and the hippopotamus song really it gets me
0: that's solid man i think partially like christmas music for me growing up was very like a lot of religious music too um which is very beautiful but not necessarily like a fun christmas song i wouldn't say they're fun it's like very pretty and coral and um, a lot of stuff about Jesus and mangers and all yeah. that. Um, so like it's just a different experience. I don't think back in Christmas because it's like bangers that I would just put on around the holidays. Oh, but this though. This is like Lord of the Rings in the snow. Yes. Um, so listen, let's just for a second here. Yeah. How's this not get your blood going? Oh, man. I want to stab Santa right now. <laughs> I love this song. Yeah, it's it really... Yeah, it's, See, it's intense, man. You did have a favorite I Christmas do. I song. I guess I did have a favorite Christmas song
1: all along. See? I'm bringing out the Christmas spirit. Yeah, this is a good one. I'm breaking through that onion exterior. There you go. Or artichoke or ogre That was a trek. No, it was the, in the, the Grinch. There was one of the insults. Oh, yeah, okay, like, yeah, yeah. Your heart's a rotten onion or right. something. Remember the nasty insults in that? Kind of. They were good.
0: I know it better than I thought I did. Wait for this one. Yeah. It's good. I'm pumped. Yeah.
1: You wanna drink a beer? Let's drink a beer. Let's drink a Christmas beer. Right. Uh bye, Trans Siberian Orchestra. Bye right,
0: guys. Thanks for coming by the show. Alright. See you later. Trans. Siberian. stuff so go by. You can't just say trans. <laughs> say trans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. TS, TSO. Uh, what are we drinking, dude?
1: So our first beer, uh, and we'll go over some hot and bothered stuff while sure. we're doing this. Our first beer comes to us from a brewery called St. Bernardus out of this little place called Belgium. Mm, perhaps you've, you've ever heard, heard of it. it. But they've
0: made some good beer. Yeah, they've made beer for a very long time as it turns out. And this is a very traditional style of beer. This is a Belgian quad we're going to be drinking, which is also as a caveat or maybe a disclaimer here for me. I don't ever, that I can think of, I've never had a Belgian quad that I enjoy. So maybe the spirit of Christmas will move me and this will be very good. Boy, I can smell it from here. Yeah, it's like they're typically very, um, there's a specific yeast Taste to a lot of Belgian strong ales that I just doesn't doesn't do well for me. But um, so this is just their their house Christmas ale. It's ten percent ABV. We picked it up for fifteen dollars at Spike's Bottle Shop right here in Chico, and I think it's around uh, places that yeah. stock craft yeah. beers. You might be able to find it. Saint um, Bernardus
1: is one of those breweries. They've been around since nineteen forty six. Yeah, uh, relatively young for a Belgian brewery. But yeah, sure. I think this beer's pretty tasty. Yes, I just had a sip. I like it. I'm gonna read you something off the bottle while Young Maxwell tries this beer. This is from the bottle of St. Bernard's Christmas Ale. <clears throat> Their brewery was founded in 1946 uh, in Belgium. Uh, exceptionally grown ales, or exceptional quality ales, are brewed using only the finest local hops, yeast, and artesian water pumped from a depth of 500 feet, in case you're curious. Let's talk about this beer, though. It brings heavenly nectar within reach. St. Bernard's Christmas Ale is the youngest descendant in the illustrious family of delicious Abbey ales brewed by Brewery St. Bernardus since 1946. Uh, The specialty ale of 10% alcohol is characterized by its deep color with a creamy, thick head and a full, almost velvety mouthfeel with a fruity nose. It's a seasonal ale brewed annually for the holiday season, and the long winter nights are perfect moments to savor this ale with family and friends and to enjoy its unique and complex taste.
0: Yeah, I pulled a little bit off their website. Um, They mention spicy mint-like flavors, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't necessarily get, but I think where they do hit the nail on the head is uh, fermented molasses, apricots, licorice, marzipan. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of that is is pretty spot on. This is not as cloying as I expected, and it doesn't have the flavors that I'm typically averse to. Yeah, This is actually a lot more enjoyable as like a spiced ale. Mm-hmm. Um, and and is pretty nice, man. Um, I think the only Christmas ales, quote-unquote, that I've really gotten to know over the past few years is uh, specifically the one... Maybe you can help me think of it. I think it's 21st Amendment. Um, but that doesn't f- quite feel right. It's like a big Christmas bottle. It's got a big, uh, like a kind of tan label. There's a big Christmas tree on it. it said big a lot. That's Anchor. Anchor Steam. That's right. Yeah, it's, they right do. it's just called San like Francisco. Christmas Sale. I yeah, think. it's or, or, or like Happy Holidays or something. Yeah. It's got a tree on it. Yeah, which it's, can be very good too. I've had some good ones in some not so great years. But
1: Don't they make that with parts of a tree? Probably. I want to say it has like some spruce sure. or some elm, maybe some oak.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's not... That wouldn't be crazy.
1: A nice rich mahogany, perhaps?
0: Sure. Uh, this is, the point is, for me, better than I expected. That's always good. I do get a little bit more carbonation than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, I kind of maybe, no, I, I think this is correct. Like when it's a when it's a corked beer, I tend to expect less carbonation, mm. um, which leads me to think this might be a, a newer bottle rather than maybe one that's been aged for or even a, an older vintage. But it's good, man. Do you, do you enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I like it. It has a really, almost a tart fruitcake nose to it. Yeah, it does. Like, I thought it was going to be bad or weird or sour or something for a second, but it's got, like, a nice mellow richness to it. It definitely seems like something to be great to drink, which is now, like, on Christmas.
0: Yeah. You know, I like this beer quite a bit. The only thing they didn't mention that I kind of get on the nose is, like, a tobacco, mm. like, a leather tobacco sort of, uh, almost musty sort of aroma. Yeah. Um, That I, it's actually pretty nice. I think it it fits, like you said, the season really well. Um, There's not a whole lot I dislike about it, um, but it's not necessarily blowing me away. And I'm going to see if I can pinpoint why that is as we talk about this more. But okay, yeah, overall, you'd say good.
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh, I would, I don't know how I'm going to rate it yet. I still haven't decided, but
0: I like it. We should point out too, this uh, is not. Maybe for the reason that we don't technic or technically, we don't uh, often enjoy these styles, so we don't reach for them on the show very often. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the last time we did a quad. Can you? Uh, I don't know if we ever have. Yeah, we might not have. Um, but I'm I'm pleased that this is the one that you you got for us, and I think, obviously, very fitting for the season and pleasantly enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I love this beer quite a bit. It's growing on me. Yeah. Uh, what do you say we let, maybe let it warm up and kind of form our ratings as we chat a little bit more? Yeah,
1: I'm going to fill my glass again because, you know, it's Christmas.
0: Yeah. So on to Hot and Bothered then, we'll jump back to this in, in just a couple minutes here, but uh, if you haven't heard the show, Hot and Bothered, we just talk about what we've been doing this week, what's got us hot and excited uh, or happy or whatever it might be, and then what's bothering us if there's anything. It's pretty medium self-explanatory. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. But like I think out of context, Hot and Bothered is just like a term for, you know, like... well.
1: To be fair, none of us have had a bothered for the last few weeks. You had a
0: bothered, did I? If you count me not seeing Fantastic Beasts. Oh yeah, it didn't make it official, but no. Uh, hot No, hot mother means like you know, got your your feathers rustled up from like a mating type. Standpoint, oh yeah. Right, like Just all hot. Yeah, like flustered. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. You got anything? Uh, what's got you bothered, man? I don't really want to go into it a whole lot. I like this being sort of a uh, way to get my mind off of, is this our safe place? You kind of like every now and I don't typically with my profession of playing live music for a living, I don't typically get stressed out too much, but every now and again, I, for whatever reason will have a stressful occurrence or as it turns out, like four to five of them all compiling, they kind of get me a little hot and bothered in a different way. Gotcha. Um, so that said, doesn't matter right now because this is a happy beer drinking movie watching podcast. Most of the time happy. Um, (laughs) So I don't want to go into it, but I will turn that bothered into a hot and say that this is a nice reprieve this week just to be able to sit down and chat uh, in, a, you know, in a safe place and just enjoy yeah. each other's company. So,
1: so your bothered is is being relieved by your hotness. I suppose so. I like yeah. it. It's, yeah. just, it's very cyclical.
0: Um, but it is the holiday season. It's not unusual to be uh, extra stressed out. Do you have anything in your life that you'd like to get off your chest to our listeners? Uh,
1: you know, there's always... December's hard for many reasons for a lot of people. Uh, it's been particularly hard with the fire and all the crazy stuff that's happened. So, I mean, I think everyone's mental health has been a bit frayed. Um, other than that, just, yeah, trying to not, you know, be depressed or, you know, drink too much at the holidays. Yeah, dude, it
0: seems to get increasingly easier the older you get.
1: It does, to it was, yeah. drink too much
0: yeah, and, all yeah. month. Yeah, I mean... You, yeah, you sort of get a little bit more understanding for like your older relatives that are just like just the oh, yeah. second you get to the house, like yep, I'll have seven glasses of cognac. Yeah. Or, whatever, or you know
1: old people drink. When Pop comes home from, from working all day and cracks a beer. Sure. It makes sense now.
0: I don't have that experience,
1: but I understand it. I've yeah. seen it in movies. Yeah. And <laughs> TV. I saw it at home. Okay. Yeah. I mean my parents were The in. realest of movies. Yeah. Life. It's pretty pretty awesome movie if you ask. That should me. be that should be a slogan. Life. The realest
0: the, the realist movie of them all.
1: <laughs> there's billboards like that with like um, a chick stepping out of her phone. Like
0: a baby chicken? No, like a, a woman. Two weeks in a row I got you on that Yeah. One. <laughs> I don't feel like I need to explain uh, it. No, continue. probably not. Um, yeah. Or like you ever see those ones that are especially, I don't know, maybe I just noticed them around the holidays, but it seems like there's extra billboards out for alcohol. Yeah. Alcohol lick awareness. Yeah. And
1: I'm like. Dude, I'm aware. Yeah. Thanks. We're good with it. Leave me alone. Yeah. I'll be at home. Get that Budweiser billboard back up. Yeah. Yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> so I think that's just the general uh, I let I've let myself slip into bad habits in the past in December, just because in my history there's been some bad memories in December, some bad things have happened. So did
0: it involve Santa? A late no, night sort of thing?
1: Uh, you know, there was a mall, Santa. Sure.
0: It breast
1: smelled like whiskey.
0: Yeah. It was, yeah. No. And that's what you thought milk was. So every time you have a glass of whiskey, you're like I'm just getting my vitamin. I'm getting Santa's D. I'm
1: getting my tummy ready for yeah. Santa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um I was going to ask you then too, uh Nathan for you. We talked about this, right? Briefly.
1: Uh the yeah.
0: television show yeah. on Comedy Central. Yeah. There's a great episode uh about a mall Santa. You got to watch it. You can't trust mall Santas. No, it's oh, you got to watch it. I won't say anything else about it, but it it this the episode plays in very well to what we're saying, not like a molesty kind of way, but like a just a funny mall Santa kind of way. Fair enough. To throw that disclaimer out.
1: I like it. I need okay. to watch more of that. You need to like text, send me a link.
0: Sure. Do I you need. do you have Hulu? Yeah. Oh, then no, yeah. I've
1: got all of them for sure. I don't pay for them. Uh, God, we
0: should watch one tonight. All right. Na- nothing takes my mind off stresses like Nathan for you. We can do that. There's oh gosh, I could talk about it forever. My friend Sean <laughs> uh, turned me on to it a while back, uh, and it's the best. It's like, it's, I think it's, it's the best. It's like the best. It's a reality show, quote unquote. Okay. Except it is real, which makes it almost not reality TV because reality TV is fake most of the time. But it's marvelous. If anybody listening watches Nathan Few, hit me up anywhere you can find us and I'll respond because it's like, it's one of my burning (laughs) passions in life. All right. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. That was my PSA. That's what's got me hot this week and every week.
1: I like it. So that's, that's just my general bothered is the, the, the potential for December to yes. really drag people down and also the the pressure of Christmas in the corporate sense of, yeah. it really bums me out seeing people I know like go into debt and open lines of credit just so they can buy presents and yeah, it's so the opposite of what this whole thing's supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether, no matter what you believe, I think at the end of the day, it should be about family, and friends. Yeah. And happiness. You're probably right. Yeah, I would think. I mean, I don't know how you do it, but well, that's, that's always worked for me.
0: It's tricky for me because I'm a bit of an online shopping addict. Mm. So Christmas comes around, I'm like, it's not an addiction, it's an obligation. And I've spent a lot too much money on Christmas uh gift shopping i suppose <laughs> yeah um like well, i guess it's christmas has happened at this point or almost has i'm, I'm not worried christmas about spoiling tomorrow bro. gifts for my family yeah um i got my dad this awesome sword that i showed you oh
1: i played with it uh, it's I a get.
0: damascus sword it was like folded steel very fun i got my sister i uh, gonna lie i wanted to chop your leg off it's you could have and i would have been happy with it i yeah. would have been pleased with the quality of the chop you'd have been like did you see that cut Right. It's clean. I got my sister a bunch of stuff because her birthday was on the 16th and I didn't get to go down and celebrate. So I kind of like just, I think that's a consequence of having a December birthday is people just kind of mash it all together. Yeah. Um, so I got a bunch of stuff for her, which I'm very excited to give her. Um. Not the least of which is a coffee mug shaped like a toilet.
1: Nice. Uh, which
0: is great if you've had coffee before. Yeah. You know, sometimes those things are related. Yeah. So I'm. I'm. that's not the best gift, by the way. I just feel like I should say that. I
1: think it's one of the better gifts, and I know it's a it would, funny gift. I know that you know I would appreciate that sure, gift. Sure, sure. Uh, I do appreciate good toilet humor.
0: So. I got my my mom has been using um, that was a pun toilet humor. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, as she's been using her her age as sort of like a um, like a guilt token lately. She's like a lot of like family get together. She's like I'm, I'm getting, getting older, older. Yeah. so I got my mom a book called. Um, uh, how you know you're dying? <laughs> like twelve steps to guide you through the twilight years or something. That's very a lot of jokey type gifts that I'm I'm pleased with that are like almost not jokes. Yeah, which is I think extra funny. But so I not put
1: this on your you know. shelf. Read it in ten years. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's amazing. Yeah,
1: your present is in the mail. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, you we're getting each today. other presents. That's so very excited. fun. Uh,
0: I still haven't gotten yours. I I'm toying between a couple ideas and I'm trying to figure out. Exactly what I should go with. Go with the one that you think I would enjoy the least. The least. Hmm. Different strategy than I would have gone with, but... <laughs> I don't know. All this to say... I'm, don't be, I'm,
1: All this to say, bringing it back to my original point... Sure. ...was just enjoy the people around yes. you. Don't go into crippling debt or, like, a lot of... I know people that have gotten... Like depressed and like hate their life in December because they can't get the presents for the people that yeah they think they're supposed to and that's so stupid yeah like me and Shalina are not exchanging gifts
0: this year oh at all nope see that's what Gianna and I did but then I got her something and it, the shirts that uh, you saw us in at the handlebar uh, mm-hmm. on whatever day that was yeah uh, yeah I got us matching shirts that said like first Christmas with my hot new fiance yeah which I was very happy those with. are pretty cool yeah but generally I totally understand I think I think putting your sanity and kind of well-being over the obligation to buy gifts for some arbitrary reason. Very good. Very healthy thing to do.
1: Well, I told her, like, I want to chip in on um, an instant pot. Uh,
0: What is that? And please don't tell me it's what I think it is.
1: Uh, No, it's a a cooking utensil. It's an appliance. Cool. They're like a six-in-one type thing. Um, It's a pressure cooker, basically. Great. But you can use it for, like, six different things. It's really cool. That's the bomb. Because you can do like, you can do like crock pot stuff in it. You can steam vegetables. You can cook rice. Oh, I know what these are. You can even make yogurt in it. It's crazy. Nice. Uh, You can make chili in like an hour. But my whole thing was like, let's just like, get like chip in and we'll get something that we both want and need and just get rid of all this BS and not stress. Yeah. Because I hate that, dude.
0: Yeah, it's not good. No. And, and when, I think everybody knows it's stressful, but like people still do it. I don't yeah. get it.
1: It's the commercialization of a holiday that should be about love and happiness. Yeah. And it's just, they're bastardizing Christmas.
0: Yep. Blame Hallmark. It's Santa's yeah. freaking birthday, I blame
1: everybody. Mickey Mouse, quite frankly. Okay. Yeah. Mickey and,
0: Mouse. Why Mickey Mouse? And Bambi. Okay, I think you're just going now. <laughs> I blame Santa. I blame the Koch brothers. Wait, they reason. were brothers? The Koch brothers? What are you talking about? Like the founders of Coca-Cola? No. They were brothers? Okay. <laughs> uh, Who no. are you talking about? Somebody else. All right. I want to talk about this beer because I have my rating. I'm very excited. I didn't even get to my hot. Was that not your, also your hot? No. Oh, okay. That was my bother because people suck and debt sucks. I thought and we tied it into like a nice happy bow.
1: But yeah. We did. Well, I want to talk about a show after we rate this beer. Okay, sure. And then we'll take a break or do whatever, whatever we want to do. How does this show where I, I just show up? <laughs> Somebody and, just oh, edits shit. it. I, I don't, don't understand. Know. Okay.
0: It's an eight for me. Okay. Yeah. It's an eight for me. This is really good. I'm, I'm extra surprised again. Cause like I don't typically like Belgian quads. This is getting better. The warmer it gets. it's getting. Yep. That's what I was going to say too. Like, um, I'm not losing a lot of flavor. It's staying true to what I had, except the carbonation is less aggressive and I'm getting a little bit more of kind of that, um, darker fruit quality, which I don't think I mentioned, but I'm getting like a lot of that plum. It's totally. Um, date kind of thing. And that tobacco and leathery thing is coming out more, which I did.
1: And I like that. I like that with the way it blends in with the overall flavor of this beer. Yeah. Um, a beer that I wouldn't normally reach for that is, um, broadening my horizons. I think, yeah, Uh, I think we've both come a long way in the last, you know, however long, two and a half, three, five, seven years. 20 years. Yeah, sure. We've been doing this since we were born. Yeah. You know, so I know like we've tried to reach for some, some saisons and some different stuff. So I like getting into the Belgians, man. Uh, I guess something we're going to try and do more. I have uh, one in mind that we've Ooh. never done on the show that's one of the most popular beers in the world. Oh, I bet you I could guess it if I had three
0: guesses. What is it? Move it off the air. I don't know if we want to spoil it. No, let's it, do but... it. So I guess I was going to guess either um, uh, Brother Thelonious. Nope. Delirium Tremens. Yep. Yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, that's one of those ones that's like, yeah. it's so popular.
0: Yeah, and, and it's like a cool bottle. Yeah, and Very there's fun. different
1: versions of it. I almost yeah. got the Christmas version. It's called Delirium Noel. Cool.
0: Oh, yeah, I've seen that.
1: Uh, and Delirium Tremens is a great beer to drink on Christmas because do you know what Delirium Tremens is? I do not. It sounds like a, a disorder of the mind. No, me. it's the Latin for the medical term when you get the shakes from alcohol oh, withdrawals. I did
0: know that. It's been a while, but I, yeah. I, somebody told me that once. So that's a hilarious beer to drink yeah. on Christmas. Sure.
1: But all that to say, uh, I think this is going to maybe open up some doors. I'm going to give it an 8.5. Nice, this beer dude. impressed me quite a bit. Uh, definitely let this beer come to room temperature before you drink it. I would highly recommend trying it uh it's a good one for Christmas, man.
0: Yeah, I guess the only disclaimer is like it is in a seven fifty milliliter bottle, so it's kind of a, a big commitment and at fifteen bucks. Um it drinks so light for being yeah. a ten
1: percent beer though.
0: It really does. Yeah. And I, I think maybe this isn't your everyday go-to, obviously, unless you're that I don't know what, unless kind, of, you're just what kind of money you have, but savage. yeah. For 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 me personally, this is like a special occasion, like the holidays. I think it'd be a great gift to bring if your family drinks craft beer, like pick this up wherever you can. Or maybe if they don't
1: and like everyone else is bringing bottles of wine to dinner. Totally. Bring this, throw a curveball. Because yeah. this would be really great with like turkey or
0: ham or yep. Totally. Like a cranberry sure. sauce kind of thing. Oh, yes. Yeah. I tried that a couple years ago. I brought like a bunch of craft beers to nobody in my family drinks beer and it was not successful. You should try it with this one. I'm done. I'm done spending money on these heathens that don't That's understand fair. the art of the craft beer world. Slobs. Yeah, but it's fine. But yes, if your family is open to that, you should totally do it. Absolutely. So you're hot.
1: All right. I'm just going to throw an honorable mention to what I've been watching because my hot comes from Netflix. Uh, I am talking about season two of the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And if you haven't watched this show, get on board. It is hilarious. It is lighthearted, yet serious when it needs to be. It has a very important social message about women's equality. Uh, It's essentially the story of the first female stand-up comic that rose to popularity in the 1950s, breaking all the stereotypes of a 50s housewife. And season two has been nothing but a breath of fresh air in a season where we all need a giggle. Sure. Um, it's been it's just so light and fun. It's not too serious, and it's just well acted. Uh, I love this show quite a bit, and I think everyone should watch it. If you have Amazon Prime, it's an original.
0: That's right. Uh, yeah. Season one actually won an Emmy. You said Netflix at first. Did you? I'm mean sorry. Amazon sorry. Yeah. Okay. Because cool. I don't think I've seen it on Netflix, but I wanted to make sure.
1: Yeah, and there's actually a pretty good cast. Uh, Mrs. Maisel, the main character, is played by Rachel Brosnahan. Okay. Uh, Alex Borstein is her manager. You'll know her from the voice of the mom from Family Guy. Okay, some people uh, will know that. Yeah, yes. and then Tony Shaloub, Shalab. I don't know any of these people. Uh, he's great. You know him. He was Monk. Oh yeah, yeah. got gotcha. you. Yep, yeah. Monk. Sure. And he's her dad, and it's just a great show. I think uh, everyone should watch it, especially if you like stand-up comedy, because yeah. she and I'm a. If you know me at all, you know I'm a, a stand-up comedy junkie. Yeah. And she broke a lot of. It's loosely based on a true story, and uh, she broke a lot of the molds and paved a good path so love it
0: very worthwhile watch well great man um so let's jump to a break we're going to come back talk about spider-man into the spider-verse we're not going to spoil anything but i am very excited to talk about it because i think it's the first time in in at least a little bit that we've both been real jazzed on a on a new movie Mm -hmm. so yep yeah stick around we'll be right back my name is peter parker i'm pretty sure you know the rest i saved the city fell in love then i saved the city again
1: and again and again
0: Look, I'm a comic book, a cereal, I get a Christmas album, and a so-so popsicle. But this isn't about me. Not anymore. Spider-Man. Swings in once a day, zip zaps up in his little mask and answers to no one. I love you, Miles. Yeah, I know, Dad. You gotta say I love you back. Dad, are you serious? I, I wanna, wanna hear, it. hear it. Look at this place. Dad, I love, I love, you. love you.
1: Dad, I love you. That's, That's a copy. A copy. My name is Miles Morales. Brooklyn! I'm the one and only Spider-Man. At least that's what I thought. You ever hear the Super Collider? You're
0: gonna love this. Dimension opening now. You're
1: like me. That's impossible. Alright kid, listen up. This fry is your universe. It's soggy, it's weird, it's gross. And this delicious normal fry is my universe so you wanna to learn to be Spider-Man. Can you teach me? Yes, I can. Time to swing. Ah, Good, doing you're doing it. it. Double tap to release yeah. and whip <laughs> it out again. Okay. Whip and release. You're a natural. Whip. Ah. Hey guys. Who are you? I'm Gwen Stacy. I'm from another, another
0: dimension. How many more spider people are there? Hey fellas. Hello. This could literally not get any weirder. It can get weirder. Okay. We need to get back to our universes. Soon. Brooklyn is gonna collapse. My family lives in Brooklyn. Whoa, 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 Miles, what's wrong?
1: This was never your city. It's mine. If I don't destroy the Collider, none of us will have a home to go
0: home to. Remember, what makes you different... Let's go! ...is what makes you Spider-Man. Officer, I love you. (laughs) Wait, what? That way, that way. Other way, other way, other way, other way. Do animals talk in this dimension? Because I don't want to freak him out. Bitten by a radioactive spider in the subway, Brooklyn teenager Miles Morales suddenly develops mysterious powers that transform him into the one and only Spider-Man. When he meets Peter Parker, he soon realizes that there are many others who share his special high-flying talents. Miles must now use his newfound skills to battle the evil kingpin, a hulking madman who can open portals to other universes and pull different versions of Spider-Man into our world. Uh, That description not being uh, particularly completely accurate, uh, I do think that is a fair enough trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, a film written by Phil Lord and Rodney Rothman, directed by... Bob Paraschetti, Peter Ramsey, and Rodney Rothman, starring Shamik Moore, Peter, nope, gosh dang it, I switched halfway through, (sighs) it's doing so well, starring Shamik Moore, Jake Johnson, Haley Steinfeld, Mahershala Ali, Brian Tyree, Henry, Lily Tomlin, and other people that we will probably talk about, maybe Danger Zone, because I feel like some of the cameos are some of the funniest things that happen. Fact. Okay. Um. Coming into this cold, I did want to also say this was released on December 14th of this year. It runs an hour and 57 minutes. And as of December 19th, it's made about $45 million, which is the largest opening ever for an animated film, according to BoxOfficeMojo.com. I will say it was the opening weekend, also not the domestic total, like I just said. But that fact still stands. Johnny. Yes, sir. What would you think of this? Well... In a shell of nuts. I absolutely loved it. Hmm. Interesting. What about this movie did you love? Everything. Yeah.
1: It looked cool. It had great voice acting. It had beautiful animation. The colors were just vibrant and amazing. Yeah. Uh, And all the different Spider-Man's interactions with each other were just hilarious. Like. The writing, the plot was even pretty cool. Um, there was interpersonal relationships that developed nicely in this movie. Like, it really did check like a ton of boxes. Yeah, um, absolutely loved it. It was a heartwarming, enjoyable, entertaining, great time at the movies. Man, one of the best times at the movies I've had in a
0: long time. Yeah, last week we mentioned that we well Johnny mentioned that we'd be uh maybe talking about our favorite movies of the year. And up until today when I saw the movie, I thought I had my list solidified, but I, I think I can speak first both that this makes our top few. Yeah. Uh no, it's it's a it's a friggin' ride, man. Like the animation is groundbreaking. I didn't see it in, you didn't see it in three D, did you? No. But at times to me it did feel like it. Like the you were watching this movie and at times like there's something in the background that's kind of almost blurry like a 3d movie would like if you took your glasses off in a 3d movie yeah it's kind of had the same kind of appearance sometimes weird right um it is one of those movies that kind of give you the uh the warning up front like if if you're prone to seizures like don't watch this yeah because there's these crazy light sequences that are just mind and beautiful so mind boggling and and almost dizzying if you're susceptible to that sort of thing yeah so don't Um, go see this if you get seizures man correct but i will i agree with you like voice acting is second to none i there's this self awareness in this movie. Like, um, the closest thing we could relate to in the Mar- Marvel universe is like a Deadpool type mm-hmm. um, kind of almost um, fourth wall breaking. Self flagellation. Yeah. Like, we know you've heard a million stories about this, but here's a couple more just mm-hmm. for fun. And like, it addresses other Spider Man movies, which is uh, particularly funny. Was, I saw the movie in a mixed age theater and you could tell where the older people were sitting based on who laughed when. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a scene where, like, and then we did, there was a time when I did this, and he, like, did the dance thing from Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, and, like, people above 23 laughed, and nobody else did, like, the teenagers didn't get it. Yeah. Which I particularly enjoyed. Um, but this was a, it was so fun. Also, I think my biggest thing that I enjoyed about this, which uh, is so hard to narrow down, but this is, this is a, ultimately, it's a story about our Spider-Man miles. Like at at any given point there's, there's all this fun stuff or intense stuff. I think the emotional stakes are done really well in this, but it's always, it always comes back to miles, which is awesome. Like that's what Spider-Man is. It's it's an internal struggle with this one character. And regardless of what's happening, I think they set it up really well in the beginning. He's like, no matter what happens, I always get back up. And I I don't know, man, I I felt really connected to our main character and his surrounding, uh, characters in general, but, but mostly him. And I think that's what Spider-Man is about. It's a, it's a, Personal uh, story arc or character arc always, and that's what it should be when it's done well. I think this does it better than any of the other, I don't know, seven Spider-Man movies I've seen.
1: I agree so much, and I have not felt this uh, endeared to any Spider-Man character except maybe Garfield. I liked his yeah, you and I disagree there. Uh, I just like him as an actor, and I thought he fit well. Uh, But as far as just a Spider-Man character you just get personally invested with in their story. Like this really encapsulated the idea of that for me. And I haven't felt closer or more invested in a Spider-Man role in any other movie besides this one. Yeah, Like this really just sucked you into Spider-Man's world and you cared about this kid. And like it was just so well done. His character was so well written that like you were immediately like you felt for this dude and you loved him.
0: I think what I found so compelling about this, too, was I guess I went in with the inclination that because it was animated, I would have a harder time relating to even, like, facial portrayals of emotion with characters. But but the way this is done is, like... I don't know how to describe it. I, I guess it's computer-animated, obviously. The, the, I felt like there was, like, four different styles of animation. Yeah, because like, you have, like, the anime girl that comes into yeah. it. It's like, oh, it's so funny. Well, and then and there, so there was, good.
1: like, the scenes where the screen was still, mm-hmm. and it was straight up like comic
0: book animation. Yeah, there's like frames out of comic books.
1: Integrated with computer animation and
0: some cell shading. Yeah, dude. It,
1: uh, it was really one of the most innovative animated films I've ever seen. Yeah, the,
0: the point being, though, like I, they were as expressive, if not more so, than actual people. Yeah. You could really latch on to, to what the animated characters were feeling just by looking at them, which is uh, something I don't experience too often when watching animated films. Mm-hmm. It was nuts, man. I remember having a conversation with uh, Gianna, my fiance, and I was telling her she should come see this with me. She's like, I don't know if I would really enjoy watching like a comic book, basically like a comic movie that kind of looks like a comic book. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, I get that. But from everything I've read, this is like a groundbreaking and, and it is, it's, it's, it's unlike anything I've seen.
1: I sent you the screenshot from Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, it was like 98% critic and 94% sure. viewer. And I yeah. was like, that's insane. Yeah, man. Like, that's I, crazy pants. It's
0: wild. Yeah. yeah. Very rare. Is 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 there a movie where critics and users or viewers, whatever they're called on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. uh, agree. And I, I think that's the testament to a really good movie. Like you can enjoy it as somebody who's not kind of snobby, not analytical, mm-hmm. or you can enjoy it that way too, which is amazing. Cause I, I tend to kind of swing both ways in that respect. Um, And it was great, man. I, I was like, I leaned over at one point to Gianna and I was like, just, it was in the middle of like the fight scenes are so cool. There's this big opening scene with, um, the original, uh, like it's, we'll, we'll get in timeline stuff probably in the danger zone, but there's this, this obviously overlapping, uh, universes and parallel timelines and stuff. And there's this fight between, um, the green goblin who is this, in this case, like this giant gargoyle looking type yeah, thing,
1: almost dragon esque.
0: Yeah. Almost like a minion of the Kingpin. Who's like kind of our main villain. And, between him and the original Spider-Man, I must say here, it's a voice acted by Chris Pine. He's sort of the blonde um, Peter Parker. There's a couple in this universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a crazy battle. And you get these weird perspectives that you'd never seen in a traditional film, obviously, because you can't capture this in real life. Um, nor could you even integrate CGI into a live action film like this. So I think that's one of the movie's strongest points is you get you get this extended bit of reality that they use to the fullest extent. It's It's wild. I yeah. love watching those battles. It was great. Even, like, some of the web-slinging stuff was so cool. Oh, yeah. There's an iconic shot that you've seen in a lot of the posters. There was one that we had on our desktop where he had, takes a leap off a building and, and the entire kind of gravity gets shifted. So he's, it looks like he's, like, diving up towards the buildings. Mm-hmm. It's, like, this brilliant use of slow motion, like you were saying, on the break. It's so effective. Like, it's a moment of peace and calm. It's such a beautiful movie, man. Yeah. It's, I love it.
1: No, seriously. And I am going to go out on a huge not so scary limb and say this is my favorite comic book slash superhero movie ever
0: yeah and we should point out like infinity war came out which is like the this year which is like the the epitome of all the comic movies of the past eight years also black panther came out and thor ragnarok like this is a big year for superhero movies Mm -hmm. i think it's the 13th movie this year that came out that was based on a marvel comic damn or maybe just a comic in general and aquaman just came out yeah so they're just cranking out yeah yeah right um, and then like wonder what was Wonder Woman this year? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, a lot of movies, but I, I think I'm with you like right up there. I think probably number one, man. No, it is number one. Cause, cause what I would, what I would fall back on is probably black Panther is my second closest. But the For, reason I would have that be close is because of like the cultural impact of what that brought to the table in in sort of a whitewashed comic community. Yeah. Uh, and this does that like this, this, this integrates uh minority people like his parents, miles parents, one is a black man, one is a, a Mexican woman, suggested, I suppose. Mm-hmm. She speaks Spanish a lot. Yeah, Her yeah, last yeah. name is Morales. I
1: mm-hmm. also thought it was
0: cool that uh, his character is named Morales uh, versus his dad, who is Jefferson Davis, mm-hmm. by uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who was in Widows, by the way. Nice. Really big cast in this movie. Yeah.
1: No, I think it was uh, my number one all-time comic book movie, and my ranking would be uh, Thor Ragnarok second. Okay. And probably Black Panther third mm-hmm. with, uh, uh, it gets tricky after that. I don't yeah. want to start that. I,
0: I think I'm with you. I think I think Ragnarok is up to this point was my number one, then also Black Panther. And then, yeah. pro- I don't know, Avengers probably after that. Yeah, but, but like whatever.
1: anytime I want to watch a movie and just be amazed and entertained, Ragnarok or Black Panther will do. Like yep. they're both. Sure two two of the best marvel movies like the that to me was marvel
0: living up to its potential
1: Yes, as far as superhero
0: movies. Ragnarok and or you mean Spider-Man? Ragnarok yeah, and, and Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. And then this I mean this was just so different. Also the Stanley cameo we should probably yeah, shout out. That
1: was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, that was great.
1: Yeah, I've never been this engaged or amazed and impressed by an animated movie
0: superhero wise. So Yeah. To, I think I think a really powerful point to make about this is maybe it's just the mindset that I have going in that it's based on comic books and Mm -hmm. they might've played off that, like dropping in those comic like frames, but it really made you like makes you analyze every shot. Mm -hmm. And to me, it feels like there was not a single one wasted, like not a character moment, not a bit of dialogue. It's all very intentional. And it all drives again, the story of miles in this case, being the kind of main Spider-Man to his common or his, you know, his like ultimate goal of like self-fulfillment and confidence and um, becoming Spider-Man essentially yeah. like this is it's it's so funny like it's an origin story making fun of origin stories but it does the like even encapsulating all that it does an origin story it better still than most it. movies that don't even realize how repetitive yep. they are this recognizes it and still manages to be original i yeah. love that about it i wanted to speak
1: to that point um of time management too uh there were no wasted moments in this movie you really felt like every scene and every frame pushing the movie forward. Yeah. It had a purpose, and it had a direction, and it had vision. Um, that is a very, very similar parallel to comic books because mm-hmm. most thin weekly comic books are only like 20, 30 pages yeah, long. and they like, have so much room. You do not have room to just lag, excuse me, lag the plot, you know? So it's uh, really fast-paced, and yeah. that was a big part of this movie was just how little fat there was
0: on it and it was so good for that which is crazy because like you have all these moments of like jokes that you might consider throwaway jokes but it's it's balanced so perfectly like given if you in terms of momentum like it, it's so perfectly done where there's these serious moments that you deal with real character development but then there's also these throwaway jokes with some of the cameos we'll get to later and it's so well done I i didn't even it's a two-hour movie and it did not feel like that to me i loved every moment of this seriously so good. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm going to rate it. Yeah, me too. Because You're the first. It's, a, it's a 10. It's a
0: 10. Yeah, it's a really good movie, man.
1: <laughs> I, I've been thinking about this since I saw it. There's not a damn thing I would change. No. Uh, there was not a moment that I was bored. There was not a moment that I wasn't completely engaged and entertained and either amused or becoming more emotionally invested in these characters. Uh, this movie is better than most real live action movies movies. like what they were able to accomplish with the level of animation in this film is absolutely amazing and i feel like i left the theater thinking like this movie is going to be really important in the canon of marvel movies um it's it's so groundbreaking and it achieved so much and it was such a fun time like very rarely does a movie feel fun but also deep sure like it totally makes sense how on Rotten Tomatoes, it's scoring so high with critics right. and viewers, because if you are attuned to the nuance of film, you will appreciate this movie. If yeah. you want to go watch a Spider-Man
0: comic book, you will love this movie. It's brilliant, man. It's, a, it's, a, it's such a well-made movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you 10, 10%, 100%.
1: I'm super stoked that this was our Christmas movie. Yeah. Like, I needed a good movie yeah. this week. I think you did too. And it was, not only did it, fulfill that need to see a good movie like it was it was perfect man
0: yeah so if you're listening and it's not clear yet we both obviously highly recommend you go see this Mm -hmm. if you get a chance please go do pause this podcast because when we come back from our break we are going to spoil some things including some awesome cameos some plot points some of our favorite moments throughout the movie and our favorite movies of the year oh that's true and we're also going to talk about our second and final beer so please stick around
1: that's right folks jingle bells because it's christmas go get yourself some christmas beers at the handlebar here's yeah. max to tell you why
0: guys you know this if you've heard the show they have a happy hour seven friggin days a week from 2 to 6 p.m and the crazy deal is that you get a dollar off any of their amazing draft beers which are all for the most part i think actually all craft beers no matter what and if you haven't been in the season they're very festively decorated johnny and i were just there the other night we bumped into each other had some food had some beers and it's wonderful
1: absolutely go check them out man they've got great food they got great beers they got great christmas
0: attitude you'll love it they're a great local business they're located at 2070 east 20th street so go on have a beer have yourself a merry low christmas You know, hearing it now, I wish we would have done like a Christmas Danger Zone thing.
1: Danger Zone.
0: Yeah, like Danger Zone all the way. And a
1: Danger Zone.
0: <laughs> uh, Watch
1: out, gonna say fuck. Yeah, sure. Cause it's the Danger Zone. Ha ha ha. There we go. We
0: Can you, it. this is gonna drive me crazy. Can you just lift this cable like on top of your thing? It, I don't know why it's bothering me. What but is it, wrong with you? That's good. That's, uh, that's nice. Okay. It's just so strange. Welcome to the Danger Zone, everybody. Hi guys. Where we spoil the movie, we talk about our second and final beer, and we drop... Uh, adult profanity because a long time ago Johnny was gracious enough to let me uh, make a rule to not swear in the beginning because that's usually where uh, parents listen sometimes (laughs) so here we are y'all been warned We are drinking our second beer. And before we get too deep into what we think of it, uh, I'd like to do two things. Number one, Johnny, tell me what it is. Number two, what you and if you'd allow me to also express my predictions, expect from it before we drink it. Do it. So In honor
1: that? of Nick Land, we're going to express some predictions. I, it was a
0: great, that was a great call, by the way, Nick Land. I think because Nick Land's a great damn listener. That's true, man. I, and yeah. just human. Yeah. So shout out. Yeah. But I, lo- I love the idea of kind of, expressing what we hope to get from a beer before we do it because i think it sets like a nice bar to help us judge it further down the road damn right let me let me extrapolate
1: on said alcoholic beverage are you ready born bedrock is a beer by modern times out of san diego california a podcast favorite yeah personal favorite of both of ours sure we are going to be drinking a bedrock nitro brown ale with coconut and coffee coming in at 6.2% ABV with an IBU of 30. And it was canned on 1024
0: of this year. So almost two months old. Almost two months old. I will. It is interesting to me. So like, if you don't know this about modern times, they're also uh, a coffee roastery. So they, they do a lot of beer pairings with their coffee and house. They're also, uh, from what I know, an all vegan uh, brewery and coffee place. So when I've been down there, I've gotten a cappuccino and they're like, do you want almond milk? So no real milk basically. And I've always been really impressed by them in general. I am concerned a brown ale with coconut strikes me as weird. So I'm going in thinking this might be a little bit uh, more mellow than I was maybe, maybe would have gotten from, I don't know, say like a nitro stout with coconut. Sure. Um, But I am hoping for some of those roasty kind of hazelnut notes and the nitro is going to add some creaminess and I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But looking at it now it does, it's a weird thing seeing this kind of creamy head on a relatively, um, I'm going to say pale, but that's not, you know, pale only relative to like an expectation for a nitro beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What, what are you expecting going forward? So
1: I expect uh, a lot of creaminess, a lot of smoothness. Brown ales lend themselves to roasty, nutty, smooth type flavors, and the coconut should blend really well with that. And if there's vanilla, that's gonna add a little. I'm sorry, coffee. Yeah, that's gonna add a little maybe bitterness on the back end. So it's gonna be contrast the 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 creaminess and the smoothness, and it's gonna cut through that sweetness of the coconut, and it's gonna bring in a level of bitterness to finish off this beer that makes you think it's
0: very coffee. So from their website, this nitrogenated miracle will be a resounding high five between our coffee and beer program. They called
1: it a miracle. They
0: did. Combining a nitro brown ale in the coffee we roast, mere footsteps away from the brew house, along with a generous helping of coconut. Expect a creamy, toasty, chocolatey delight that sings with big, beautiful coffee and coconut notes. And makes holiday gatherings substantially more awesome. After that description, Johnny, do you think what they have written is accurate to what your palate is telling you?
1: I really do. I think they nailed this one really quite well. I think this... Is a brewery that does not miss often. Uh, I've had very few beers from them that I thought were misses, uh, and this is no exception to that.
0: I think this beer hits all of those marks, and it hits them well. It is light. It's a light beer um, at six point two percent. Again, you're dealing with uh, less of an overpowering flavor you might get from an imperial stout that's been had uh, had coconut or coffee added. But I think it's really well balanced. Yep. This is, this is tasty. It is creamy, It does have some nuttiness to it, but it's not overwhelming. And my biggest thing with a coconut adjunct type beer is worried that, or it's being worried that that coconut's going to be overpowering or artificial or any of that. And I don't get that vibe. I get a really true to a almost subtle coconut back burner on this that I find really quite pleasant. Yeah. It sneaks in there and kind of just tickles the taste buds, but it doesn't punch them. You know no. what
1: I mean? It just, it's just in there. It's like, Ooh, I'm going to massage your tongue a little bit. Not going to overwhelm your senses because coconut can take over a beer. Yeah. We've both had beers where it's like, oh, this is suntan lotion. Yeah. Yeah, we did
0: that recently, I think.
1: Yeah, and this does not do
0: that. Now, we should also point out, you mentioned part of the reason you grabbed it was because of the can. Modern Times has some fun cans. um, And I feel like this is a good enough point as any to say if you are looking for this. We found this at Spike's Bottle Shop also. Uh, we got a single can of it for $4. You can find it in one of their two research doors, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to say preemptively that I would recommend trying this because it's a it's a unique beer that I think is done well.
1: It's really tasty, and it's very, very, very unique. Uh, I don't have any recollection of ever drinking a nitro brown ale.
0: Same. So I was trying to think of one, and I don't think I've had one.
1: I got nothing. So, I mean, I love breweries that take chances, and if you can take chances as a brewery, of something I've never had and then absolutely crush it, it just makes me fall in love with you that much more. Yep. They are probably my favorite brewery just as far as an everyday beer to grab. Is that or right? If something new comes out, there's like a 90% chance I'm going to like it.
0: That's so interesting too because Modern Times has been around for a while and maybe we can find that out at some point here, but um – there's, there's breweries that come onto my radar and kind of burn out like a dying star because they come on really strong and then I kind of get over it. Like Revision, I think, is um, a good example. Mm-hmm. And, and this isn't, I don't mean to like sounding like them I'm throwing shade or anything. Revision makes really good beers, but it's really one-dimensional. You're talking shit, bro? Yeah. And I think what I have like, respect about Modern Times is they do all these different beer styles. Like you can pick up a four-pack of their like Fruitlands or something and it's solid, but then you can also try something a little bit more unique from them that is also solid. And, and I think they do a really good job uh, both A, maintaining quality, and B, trying out-of-the-box stuff and doing it well.
1: Yeah. They're one of those breweries that boggles my mind why more people are not fired up about their stuff every yeah. time it drops. Yeah. Uh, and I'm fine with the hype not being there because I will just come behind you and buy the beer that you passed up at the bottle shop. Yep. So hats off to you, Modern Times, because this beer is absolutely killer. It's um, everything I wanted from just reading the label. And uh, honestly, a little bit more coffee than I anticipated.
0: Yeah, mostly on the back end for you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely got that mouth uh, flavor of like, I just took a sip of black coffee.
0: It's weird, man. It's a weird balance. Like, you don't expect to get that with something as sweet as a coconut forward beer. But I think it actually does, like you were saying earlier, kind of like um, almost offsets what you might have from an oversweetness from the coconut. I Yeah, that's a really good pairing. I think coconut and coffee is uh, something to keep on the radar. Yeah, it's really, really nice. Yeah, I would happily have this again if given, and I think I have the opportunity. So not even given, I'll yeah. take the opportunity.
1: Yep, I might have grab some of these. You want to go ahead and take the opportunity to grab this ball by the huevos
0: and rate it? I do. Yeah, and I'm, I want to make sure that I'm not overlooking anything. So I might taste it one more time as as you do here to see if um, I can find something wrong because it's it's not a perfect beer. It's not necessarily blowing me away, but it is very very good. Um, but I can safely say it's not a ten, but I can't safely say it's not in the nine range. Do you have a number? Yeah, I was thinking
1: like nine-ish, honestly. Mm-hmm. That, that was what jumped to mind. It's annoying after this many podcasts because we're just going to start rating. We've been rating beers like the same. Yeah, Like right. without asking. Like it's getting annoying.
0: Yeah, I don't know that it's going to be a nine flat for me. I think it's a little bit below that. Um, there's – I don't know because there is part of my brain that's kind of conflicted by this pairing. Um, the bitterness as I'm drinking a little bit more, the bitterness and the sweetness is um, – Maybe a little bit taxing. And I don't know that we've ever really boiled it down to this. I know we've hinted at it. Like um, if a beer comes in like a seven fifty, but it should be a smaller bottle. I think that's a factor for me. Mm. Um, and I almost think that maybe a pint is too much. Mm. Uh, this I think would be really good in like a 375 milliliter bottle. Interesting. But I don't know that I would drink a whole pint can of this. So for that reason, I think I might dock a couple points, points. Mm. Uh, decimal points. That is. So I'm going to actually go ahead and say, I'm going to say 8.7. Okay very good beer. Um, I'll grab another one or two in the next few weeks. Um, I don't know that this is going to be something that sticks with me in the long run. Yeah.
1: I would definitely enjoy a whole pint of this. Yeah. Yeah. This is a beer that I could definitely get behind. Uh, I'm pretty confident with my nine flat. I am a huge fan of Brown Ales. I think I've professed this plenty of times in the past Brown Ales, ESBs, those are two of my go-to styles, and uh, I would definitely order this over a lot of IPAs out there right now. Yeah, sure. Personally, uh, there's certain IPAs that like, if they hit me right and the hops are just feeling it, I'll really enjoy it. But this beer is one that I would definitely go back to and enjoy pretty much any time. Yeah. Uh, perfect for the season, too. This is a great beer for the the darker, colder months. It is. Uh, I'm definitely going to grab a few more and drink them to the dome. And continue loving this beer, because I think uh, Modern Times blew this one out of the water. Uh, The non-existent hype is real, and uh, I will continue to be a fanboy of this brewery if they keep cranking out amazing beers like this.
0: So it's a 9 for you and 8.7 for me. We've been talking about Bedrock from Modern Times. I
1: mean, what better pint of beer can you get for 4 bucks?
0: Uh, That's that's also crazy. That's that's, silly. It's a good deal. Yeah, Good deal, everybody. Uh, Definitely try it. Like we talked about, a $15 beer earlier. Um, If you're feeling like you want to take a chance, but don't want to drop 15 bucks, spend four bucks, Mm -hmm. Uh, which always makes me think of Annie because of war bucks. It's just like a daddy four bucks. Yeah. Um, All right. So jumping back to our film this week, we should talk a little bit about the number 42. Yeah. Because I jotted that down in my notes. There's a a scene where miles gets bit by the radioactive spider, the, the classic spider, and it's got a number 42 on it. Mm -hmm. And. I don't really know the contextual significance of that, but you suggested something that I found very interesting.
1: Yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting because you mentioned that it was the number that was on the spider. Yeah. And I didn't put that together. When he fell down and those numbers were on either side of him, the first thing that came to my mind was Jackie Robinson.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going to jump in because I don't know a lot about sports, but I know this. Uh, that's a baseball player's number. Jackie yeah. Robinson. Jackie Robinson was
1: the first, uh, professional baseball player that was also black.
0: Yeah. Uh, and in the major leagues, cause there was like an African American league at the time, but he was the first one into like, I like, get basically the white league. Yep. It was called the Negro league. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And they actually sell merchandise from the Negro league teams. Which I don't know how I feel about that. I think we talked about that at one point. It's like, I think it's pretty cool. I saw, yeah, I saw a thing at an antique store. It was like a bunch of old, like really racist, like signs Things like Aunt Jemima pancakes, but even further, like they took that and like Uncle Tom's potato spuds. And it was like really weird. And like I, I think there's a weird place in history like that sort of thing. Same as like not Nazi memorabilia. Like you gotta be really careful that you're not trying to like elevate these things to some sort of um, I don't know, elevation.
1: <laughs> uh yeah,
0: glorifying them, things yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all that to say, like Miles portrayal here of Spider-Man is the first african-american spider-man ever it's been it's like shy of black panther like and i'm probably wrong here but like it's not a very uh i'm gonna say colorful spectrum of superheroes a lot of white people yeah um so that that was a really interesting point i thought you brought up
1: yeah that was just the first thing that came to my mind was like this is very important in the comic book universe because this is the first ever black portrayal of spider-man yeah so i immediately hearkened back to watching the movie 42 and just knowing about Jackie Robinson and the significance of that. And for me, like maybe that is a motivation behind the number 42 being on the spider. And also that little throwback in the Mm -hmm. movie. Like I, that's, Kind of on the nose to not ignore. Like, I think they were paying homage a little yeah, bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, so you don't know the scene he's talking about. There's um, Miles decides he wants to, like, try to jump off of a roof to kind of become Spider Man. And then he goes to a high building and then runs back down the stairs and goes up the stairs of another shorter building, falls, hits some stuff, and he lands. I think he's knocked some street sign numbers off, and he's in the middle of the number four and two. And I'd be curious to know if you guys have seen the movie, uh, if there's any other instances of that that I just didn't catch. And I think, like, we were talking about rewatchability. Uh, very know, high. Yeah. Like I think we'd catch more of that stuff going back, which is an, another testament to this movie. Seriously. It's great. And the most important testament
1: maybe is the cameos. I know yeah. That's so one John
0: thing. Mulaney, Nick Cage. We got to talk about all this. Oh my
1: goodness. There were so many and they were so good.
0: Yeah. I can't think of the last time I've seen within a few weeks two movies with Nick Cage in them that I really appreciated. Yeah. Uh, one being Mandy that we talked about, mm-hmm. uh, and then this. So Nick Cage plays uh, Spider Man like noir, Spider Man noir, like all black and white, and like, kind of a little bit more gritty and whatever, and very like noir
1: nineteen forties comic book uh, pulp novel. Yeah, uh, with his like mannerisms and his little sayings like, yes. "You're a hard." Boiled. Yeah, whatever you said. You know, like <laughs> you hard-boiled rotten egg. Yeah, it was really good. So good, and John Mulaney played Spider Pig. Yeah,
0: so I think you're saying Spider Pig, which is definitely from The Simpsons. I don't know because there's like a Spider Pig. Spider oh, Pig. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure. it's I don't watch The Simpsons, but I remember seeing that.
1: Yeah, because he's crawling on the ceiling. I remember that. Yeah.
0: So you and I can go back and forth. I thought it was Porker Parker. Peter Porker. Peter Porker. It's one of those things. But like John Mulaney, who has got. Uh, If you know his voice, very recognizable voice.
1: His stand-up is so great. I'm going to call back to my hot with Mrs. Maisel. I'm a stand-up nerd. I love stand-up comedy. Uh, His newest stand-up special
0: is uh, so good. Do you know what it's called?
1: Oh, my God. It's like Golden Boy or something like that. I'll look it up. I got you. Okay. But Um, anyways, his stand-up is so brilliant, and he's got such a unique... Uh, voice and when I say not just his speaking voice, but his comedic his, his voice, cadence and like yeah, he's got a very unique um, personality for comedy, and it's very retro. I mean, it's definitely yeah, yeah. Uh, of a different age, but also it's it's all on this like very modern day social commentary, and and I really love his stand up.
0: Yeah, he's he's very iconic. Yep. Uh, what's the special you were thinking of? Uh, that would be Kid Gorgeous. Uh, yeah, it was a live album, or not an album, but a live performance that was streamed on Netflix. I think. Well, all of the uh stand-up comedy is recorded live. On that's Netflix. that's probably true. You're right. Yeah, it would be all weird if it was just just in the out studio or something. Yeah, <laughs> with no laughs. Yeah, just in an empty theater. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Did
1: you? You didn't think about that before you said it. Not either. even a little bit. I love no, it. I don't.
0: There's that's the thing. First two segments of the show, I think a lot about what I'm gonna say. Yeah. Danger Zone. I'm like safe space. Essentially, yeah. we'll just say stuff. That's why
1: I try and get you drunk. Early Respect. in the night to get the danger zone queued up, no, just to get
0: the whole show, oh, on the that whole, level. Level. Yeah. yeah, uh, the eternal Lucy. battle. We have just like, I'm gonna know, I'm gonna stick to the format, <laughs> whatever. And I'm like, fuck your format, yeah. we're getting drunk. I actually didn't like that special. Oh, um, really? No, I loved, I love Combat Kid, I love Newman Town, obviously, mm-hmm. classic John Mulaney. Yeah. So, I think John Mulaney brought a lot of that sort of charisma to this character. Oh, yeah, who also didn't have a lot to deal with, like a, a lot of the, um, sort of. Uh what's the word where like they're sort of outside your bubble? The exterior, the uh auxiliary spider people. Yeah. Um didn't have a ton to work with. Maybe Gwen Stacy being the most uh given the most, I guess. Spider Gwen. Yeah. Um but like Nick Cage, I think what they did get, like the Rubik's Cube stuff was all really funny to me. Mm-hmm. Cause he I guess he sees in black and white. Yeah, everything in funny. his universe is black and white. So I like didn't understand what a Rubik's Cube was, but this there's like is- a little throw where he solves it at the end, which is funny. It's
1: like, <laughs> this is Purple.
0: Yeah, he's just guessing. Like, did you stick around, by the way, for the two post-credit things? I did not because uh, I knew you would. Sure, of course I would.
1: And I didn't have that kind of time. Well, the
0: first one at the very end was just a Stanley quote with his like glasses, which was very sweet. Aw. The second one um, was sort of like I somebody can correct me on this, but it was like another Spider-Man, kind of seemed evil, but I might be wrong. Um, and his a henchman who was a henchwoman maybe or or partner or uh, whatever had made him like a bracelet that would allow him to jump different uh, timelines or, or dimensions. existences dimensions I mean he went back to the very beginning in 1967 or 69 and there was this whole like 30 second bit of old school cartoon spider-man arguing with this new one about like pointing fingers at you, like that meme where it's like ah spider-man's pointing oh my god it was very funny amazing yeah I'm sure you can find that on YouTube. Yeah, I bet you could, huh? But it was it was very good. Um, point is, the cameos there were great. Yeah. Um, I also like. I feel like Mahershala Ali as Uncle Aaron slash uh, Prowler. Yeah. Was great. Yeah. Um, there's just a lot of really good performances here, man. I, I enjoyed almost all of it. I think all of it. All yep. of it. Yeah. It fits into Spider-Man's
1: character arc to have uh, something go awry with an uncle. Sure. So yeah. that had to
0: come in. The somewhere. second that happened, I was like, ah, bummer. You're like, yeah. he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But yeah, overall, man, so great. Is there anything else you want to spoil? Or, uh, I mean, we didn't need really get too deep in the plot, and I don't think yeah. we need to. I mean, honestly, besides the uh, the cameos of voice acting, I think we're there with this movie.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I, I yeah,
1: fucking loved it. It
0: was so good. I, I'd like to see it again. Also, I think this is a movie to see in the theater, hundred um, percent. At least on a big screen, like you, it it's so a pretty. it's a whole thing. Yeah, um, if you feel like you enjoy three D movies, you should see this in three D. If sure. you don't like them, I would I would warrant. Or hazard the guess that maybe you don't want to see this because it's extra i'm sure it'd be just like extra extra watching this in 3d yeah but i I might see it that way because it seems fun
1: i don't like 3d movies so i went to see this in standard and it was still just visually amazing
0: yeah yeah it was it's beautiful but yeah again giving that seizure warning in the beginning was great because even like the the woman holding the torch you know whatever Mm -hmm. that is i can't think of what production company uses that but like Columbia pictures or something, something like that. Like even that was like glitching out. It's like, okay, well, yep, for sure. If you have mm-hmm. epilepsy, you need to leave now. Yeah, great movie though. It was great. Last thing I want to talk about yep. before we end the show you got a chance to watch Blue Velvet. Oh, yeah, which we talked about last week. I saw it, gave my initial thoughts. I <laughs> want your initial thoughts on Blue Velvet. Oh, I need another rap beer. Hands. I know, dude. Jesus, <laughs> don't get a Heineken. Don't
1: get a Heineken. Don't drink a Heineken. I don't
0: have any Heineken. That's what he drinks, my guy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, that's it. What did you think of that movie?
1: <sighs> I loved it mm-hmm. and I hated it and I want to watch it again but also never yeah and I needed a shower it's so weird it was a just a deep dive into so many tears of depravity uh, it was a tremendous film I mean I absolutely respected the shit out of it when I was watching it but also it was just like like you said on the last episode, very hard to watch.
0: It is right. Like there's some, some weird stuff in that. Obviously it's a David Lynch film, but very weird stuff.
1: Yeah. Very weird, but also just thought provoking. And I mean, it's like a good, more art house film. Mm -hmm. It's like, oof, that was just off putting, but also fascinating. Um, You know, it really post watch. I had the same feeling as like the first time I watched clockwork orange or also one of my more contemporary favorite, fucked up movies antichrist i haven't seen that that's one of those movies too and it's more modern modern in the graphics i mean because it was only like a couple years old Mm. um just whoa you should watch that movie because i watched blue velvet sure uh because i love it it's just an amazing super blue velvet or antichrist uh antichrist yeah i've watched that movie three or four times and every time it's it's just it's a hard watch but then you finish it and you're like Fuck, I feel like I accomplished something. Yeah, man. Uh, it's a weird feeling when you watch a movie that is so visceral and um, trying. Sure. In a lot of ways. So, I mean, it's a good watch, but it's also, uh, speaking of Blue Velvet, it's 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 rough. So, I mean, it's not something you put on for lighthearted entertainment. Right.
0: But it is... Uh, Whew, it's something else, man. This is a 2009 film you're talking about. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Oh God, Willem Dafoe. Oh, it's a Lars von Trier film. Yeah, that's what you should have said. Oh God, I uh, Lars von Trier. Um, I've heard about this movie now that you're we're talking about it. Yeah. He also did um, a two-part film called *Nymphomaniac*, mm. um, which I think is on Netflix now. Oh it's yeah, you watched those? I did. It's not for the faint of heart. Very obviously graphic. Um, I'm sure this one is too. Yeah. Antichrist, I mean. Um. Lars von Trier is like a famously controversial director. Mm. Does a lot of things that people consider taboo, and I actually thought *Nymphomaniac*, despite all of its probably um, overzealous use of nudity and sexuality, was really good until like the last fifteen minutes. The ending, I think, ruined it and like took it from what would have been like an eight for me down to like a two. Mm. It's just completely, it We talked about that. We talked about that on both content. Cheapened this week. it could, like so easily. Just was like, mm. we should just do this because it'd be a shock value. I hate when people try to use shock value as like a – simply for the sake of shocking you. It drives me nuts. Fair. Um, But no, I, I actually – this is kind of on my radar, Antichrist is, so maybe I'll check it out.
1: If I'm not mistaken, it's still streaming on Netflix. Okay, great. So, yeah, you should check that out, and we should compare notes on that and Blue Velvet. Yeah,
0: so back – yeah, Blue Velvet, though. Um Let's rate Blue Velvet. What did no, you? I can't yet. Yeah. No, I seriously can't. I have to watch it again because it's one of those like there's just so much there – um, and I sent you a video do you have a chance to watch that yet not yet you should watch it okay um there's so much literature and, and just like even internet blog boards about David Lynch films and other art movies like so many different perspectives and like man I like it's so I think I said this last week David Lynch has this weird sort of dream logic in a lot of his movies um so I guess real quick is that a siren in mm-hmm. that is happening I wonder if that picks up um uh you can. Okay. Spoiler alert for Blue Velvet. Minimal stuff here, but if you haven't seen it, I don't know. You might not want to. It's the danger zone, motherfucker. Yeah. So spoiler alert here, but you know the scene at the very end where he walks into the apartment, he finds the two dead cops, mm-hmm. and there's the one guy that's like standing though he's been shot in the head and kind of like swaying. Yeah. In the moment, like I, I, I was analyzing it so hard. It's like why is he, why is he swaying? What is, what does the sway mean? Yeah. Um, but it's nothing. Like it's just shit that happened. Or like the scene where they're walking down the sidewalk and he starts doing like a chicken impression. Mm-hmm. It's like why are you doing that? There's no reason. When you're in a dream, you don't realize how crazy it is until you wake up. And, like, the whole movie's like that.
1: The whole movie's like a bad
0: dream. Yeah. And it's so, like, there's so much symbolism for, like, the g- perceived goodness of humanity and, like, yeah. what lies underneath and the dirty underbelly of, yeah. it's crazy. And then just, like,
1: deep diving into, like, weird violence yeah. and sex yep. and Stockholm Syndrome. Maybe want the fuck?
0: Ugh. Ooh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy movie. Uh, I gotta see it again. And that's. How we end our Christmas episode, folks. Yeah. Yeah. That is how we end it. That's, no, that is how you would end it, you depraved bastard. Yep. Um... That is the end of the show, though, I suppose. So Merry Christmas tomorrow. Uh, if you get a chance to listen to this while you're driving, please drive safe. Don't text and drive. Listen and drive only. But let us know what you think about this show. Let us know what you think about any of the beers or the movies we've talked about. Reach out to us on social media at uh, Fresh Hop Cinema on Facebook. <laughs> fucking
1: forget our social media.
0: Instagram, Twitter. You can find Johnny on Untapped. He runs that. You can find both of us on Letterboxd. you want to talk about movies exclusively, that's fine with us. But you know where else you can find me? in these streets there you go respect in the till next time my name is max minardi my
1: name is johnny summers merry christmas you filthy animals this is fresh
0: hop cinema